baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. It's time for Come and Talk It with your host, Michael Cargill, brought to you by Texas Law Shield. Over the last decade, Michael has championed and supported the rights of law-abiding Texans to own and use firearms. He is the owner of Central Texas Gunworks, a veteran of the United States Army, and has achieved national exposure in such prestigious media outlets such as Forbes Magazine, Fox Business News, CNN Money, AOL, BBC World News, Huffington Post, and the New York Times. Cargill vigorously defends lawful gun ownership in this country without regard to party politics. And now, here's Michael Cargill. Good day, Austin, Texas, the live music capital of the world. Let's praise the Lord and pass the ammunition. All right. You know, a lot is going on this week. This has been a really strange week at the Capitol. You know, first, uh, state representative and chair of the Homeland Security and Public Safety Committee, Pancho Navarez, tells the pro-gun community... In a hearing, instead of, you know, giving you the three minutes that he normally gives you to speak or that you have during a committee hearing at the Texas State Capitol, when you drive, you know, across the great state of Texas, whether you come from El Paso, you come from Dallas, you come from San Antonio or Houston, you know, you get three minutes to speak. Instead of you getting those normal three minutes, he said he's going to he cut it down to one minute because he was getting tired and he was ready to go. It was a long night. Now, I, you know, there's a there's a saying that's out there, and I think it comes from Plato. And he said that, you know, one of the penalties for refusing to participate in politics is that you end up being governed by your inferiors. You know, I want you to think about that, because when you don't participate in our elections, you don't participate in what's going on. This is what happens. You know, he cuts your you, your speech is cut down. You're not allowed to speak because they they're tired. They don't want to hear any more what you have to say. And this is how it, this is how it goes down. And then guess what else happened this week to back that even up even more? You know, the speaker of the Texas House, Dennis Bonham, um, or, you know, I don't know. What it, what is it? Uh, it, 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 it? The Game of Thrones comes up to me, you know. The Night King? The Night King. That's it. The Night King. <laughs> that's what I'm going to call him. You know, because everything he touches dies. <laughs> so, yeah. So the Night King, um, excuse me, I mean, the, the Texas House uh, Speaker, Dennis Bonham, was pretending to be a victim because his own party, you know, members of his own party was canvassing his district. So they decided, you know, the the Speaker of the House is not, he's not going out there and he's not, you know, standing up for what we believe or how we believe he should stand up. We don't think, you know, the speaker is actually uh, adhering to what the Republican Party has said, which is the number one priority for this session, which is constitutional carry. You know, he's not, you know, he, he doesn't seem like he's going to push this issue, especially by the people that he's putting in certain positions. 
So they said, you know what, let's pass out some flyers in this district to motivate the speaker, you know, and, and, and have the, the nicest people that you possibly can find to knock on these doors and say, hey, by the way, here's a little flyer. And we're just letting you know that the speaker, you know, said he's pro Second Amendment, but he's really not being pro Second Amendment, especially by the people that he's appointing to certain committees. All right. So they decide to pass out these flyers. So then, you know, this past week. One of the uh, individuals you know, actually went to the speaker's house. He never made it to the door of the speaker's house, which was in his district. He actually, you know, was greeted by some troopers and they had a nice, friendly conversation. You know, hey, how are you doing? Fine. How are you doing? Nice, friendly conversation. Hey, I'm just passing out uh, these flyers here in the district for the, uh, the my, uh, you know, state representative, Den- the speaker of the house, Dennis Bonham um, or the Night King. <laughs> no, you know what? Night King's not afraid of anything. Okay? He's not. He's not. Why do you say that? He's not the actual Night King. I mean, he's just going and uh, so, taking so you're, over land. So right? we're saying that's not the right. That's not the right name. I should call him. Well, yeah, he kills everything, everything he, like, he touches. I, I like it because everything he touches dies. Yeah, he got that part right. But uh, Dennis Bond is af- afraid of anybody with a piece of paper. Yeah, you're right. Okay, so yeah. yeah, I don't know if I'd give him true Night King status. Yeah, you're right. So I got to think of something else. Oh man, I just like that one, the Night King. <laughs> oh hell to the people! We should bow to the Night King. All right, so I'll, I'll think of something else then. All right, so you know, this this guy goes to uh, the speaker's house and never made it to his house because there were troopers there. And, and it was a friendly greeting, nothing negative, nothing aggressive or anything. He just ha- said, hey, you know, I'm here passing out some flyers in the neighborhood. You know, here's one of those flyers. And so one of the troopers said, you know what, I'll go ahead and put it on the door for you. And so he's like, OK, great. You know, because apparently the speaker's wife wasn't even at home. You know, no one was even there. So so the trooper, you know, put it on the door for this gentleman. You know, not a big deal. Nothing happened. Moved on, didn't think anything of it. And then all of a sudden, speed forward, we wake up on Friday and, oh, my goodness, all heck breaks loose. You know, all of a sudden, you know, the media breaks from the Texas Tribune and then also uh, the Dallas Morning News that uh, an irate Second Amendment individual goes through the speaker's house while his wife was there, his kids are there, and which I believe they should have been in school. But, you know, I digress. Uh, and And just... He was just irate and angry, and it just was not true. And mind you, people, let me tell you something. You need to take a look at there's cameras in this society. We have what we call next door, which I love because people just gossip about what goes on in the neighborhood. You know, so I'm just like, hey, let's go to next door. Let's check it out. See if anyone said anything about, you know, this young man canvassing the area. Uh, you know, nothing. Everyone's like, ah, not not a peep. Right. I said, OK, let's check out Ness. You know, let's check out, you know, uh, some of the other <laughs> camera systems that are out there. Nothing. Zero zilch. So apparently, you know, nothing happened. I said, well, you know what? Let me call some DPS friends of mine. You know, let's let's we need to get some audio. You know, we can get some stuff out there and, and see what's going on. You know, any any video or anything. Nothing. There's nothing aggressive. It was a nice conversation, but the media just blew it totally out of proportion. Totally out of proportion. And I think that this speaker is using this young man as a scapegoat because he never intended to pass constitutional carry. You know what? Be a man, you know, and just stand up and say, hey, you know, I 
I'm not going to pass constitutional carry or I don't believe that's something that we should stand up in the state of Texas for. If that's the way you feel, Speaker, then you know what? Be a man and say that. But don't use this young man who happens to be a very nice individual, by the way, and, and, and step on him, you know, because you're weak and you're not really standing up for the majority of what the people in this state want to happen. What do you think? Yeah, Ann Bonin also appointed a woman from, what is it, Moms Demand Action? Oh, great. That's, that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, real pro 2A there. Oh. <laughs> and, and you got to read some of these headlines. It's like, you know, one from the, uh, who is this? Uh, I think this is the Texas Tribune says, with lack of movement on constitutional carry bill, gun rights advocate visits homes of House Speaker Dennis Bonham and other members. Uh, he, he make it sound like he just went to their homes, only their homes. That's not how it happened at all. They were canvassing the neighborhood and they were passing out flyers saying, hey, you know, uh, the, we need to support constitutional carry. This is what, you know, the is the number one priority for the Republican Party. You know, please get your, you know, your state rep to back this bill. That's all they were doing. And all of a sudden it turned into something totally different. All right. So we come back from the break. I'm going to bring in, you know, Chris Stone. And Chris Stone is with the National Association for Gun Rights. And I want to bring him in because he's the director of political um, operations there. And he's with the organization that I believe this other gentleman, you know, which uh, is part of. And I, I think that we need to remember that we elected our officials to go to the Capitol to do a job for us. And if they don't do that job... What you're sending them to do, your only recourse is to give them a call or if you're with some type of organization, you pass out flyers, which is the same thing they do during campaign season um, in that area to get his constituents to contact them and say the same thing. You know, hey, let's support this particular bill because this is what the Republican Party wants to support. We come back from the break. Going to talk about that. Going to bring in Chris Stone. This is Michael Cargill and you are listening to come and talk. This is Coley on Noir, and you're listening to Come and Talk It with Michael Cardell. Talk 1370. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. That's right. We're back. We're talking about the, uh, God, what is he? What is his name? The Night King. Dennis Bonin. No, the Night King. We're talking the about King. the Night King. Everything he touches dies. Uh, so, yeah, we're talking about the Night King, uh, the Speaker of the House, Dennis Bonham. Uh, so, let you know what? I'm going to bring into the conversation someone who can shed some light on this story. And that's going to be uh, the... Uh, Director of Political Operations, Chris Stone. Uh, He's with the National Association for Gun Rights. So, Chris, welcome to Come and Talk It, sir. Hey, thanks for having me on. It's a pleasure to be here. Absolutely, Chris. You know, man, tell me first, tell me about your organization, you know, and how this all came about. Yeah, absolutely. So I I work at uh, the National Association for Gun Rights, and uh, Texas Gun Rights is one of our state affiliates. You know, we work very hard to... Uh, get grassroots activists who are who are from states to start state chapters and advance gun rights. And so, 
nationwide our organization has about four and a half million members and supporters. Um, and you can always check us out online at national gun rights. And so Chris McNutt is our director in, in Texas. He's a native Texan and, uh, he works for us. And so, you know, obviously a big priority for us at the national association for gun rights is obviously stopping gun control when we see it at the federal or state level and fighting back politically, but also advancing gun rights. You know, we want to restore people's uh, Second Amendment right, the right to keep and bear arms. And, you know, one of the primary ways we do that is obviously uh, supporting uh, and really promoting constitutional carry. That's been a, a big issue of ours. And, and, you know, now pretty much almost anywhere in the gun community, whether it's us or other gun owners, you know, gun, uh, gun organizations, um, constitutional carry is probably the most popular pro-gun platform, pro- piece of pro-gun legislation. And so we've been fighting this year. Uh, we helped pass constitutional carry in South Dakota. We have a state affiliate there, South Dakota Gun Owners. They passed constitutional carry. And then Oklahoma recently did it. And then just really a couple weeks ago, uh, Kentucky signed constitutional carry into law. And so we were proud to be involved there. We had staff on the ground in each state working with their legislators. Um, and so, yeah, that's one of Chris's jobs here uh, and down in Texas, uh, where he lives, uh, to, to go to the Capitol and organize grassroots support and lobby uh, the elected officials in Texas to do so. And that's what he's been doing all legislative cycle. And apparently we ruffled uh, Dennis Bonin's feathers a little bit. Um, and obviously we can get into detailed discussion about that if you'd like, but that's really what we do. And that's what Chris does. And I can you know, I could verify. I've known Chris for years. He's a man of high moral character and an honest, honest individual. And the things that the, honestly, the fake news media are saying about him are lies. They're complete untruths. And happy to debunk all those lies here on your show. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and one thing about Chris McNutt is Chris is really a nice person. You know, and and I'll tell you one thing I do not do is I don't sugarcoat anything. You know, if I see something, I'm gonna call it out. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you exactly how it is. This guy is really a nice guy, and he's very polite. And for someone to say that this angry person who is in the Second Amendment community came out and went to my home, I immediately, when they said the name, I immediately knew that was a lie. And I had to go out and I had to investigate it myself. And I hate the calls. You know, my mother told me you should never call anyone a liar. But my goodness, I'm sorry, Mom. This is a complete lie. And the Texas Tribune and the the Dallas Morning News should be ashamed of themselves because the only thing they did, as far as I can tell, is actually sit behind a computer and and just dug up whatever they could dug, dig up by not calling or fact-checking anything whatsoever. And so, yeah, absolutely. And I, I completely agree with you that, you know, we shouldn't throw the word liar, liar around at all. And, and people, unfortunately, do that too often and. And the reality is that is that is what's happened is Dennis Bonin has has just flat out lied. You know, Chris is is genuinely one of the nicest individuals we've ever worked with, and he has spent his time this year in the legislature peacefully organizing grassroots operations uh, to get uh, constitutional carry uh, the bill HB three fifty seven just get a hearing in in the in the Homeland Security Committee, right? And we are we knew from the get go that we were probably going to have a little bit of problems. Uh, when Speaker Bonin decided to appoint Pancho Navarez to be uh, the committee chair. Now, we understand that in Texas, you know, even though the 
Republicans control the House, you know, control the entire legislature. You know, they still give members of the, the minority party uh, some some committee leadership. But to give them leadership of of a of a major committee where gun bills are heard, it was pretty alarming, uh, considering before the legislative session even started. Uh, the Republican Party of Texas said, "Hey, gun rights and constitutional care are going to be a number one priority." What, what's and so Poncho, you know what? And, and what's so crazy about it is, Poncho, you have to go follow his Twitter page. I mean, if you're a conservative in this in this state, and you follow Poncho Navarro's on Twitter, all he does is bashes Republicans. He bashes conservatives, and for him to appoint him as a committee chair, I thought that was crazy in itself. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you can go. Um, I'm sure it's out there. I know there's screenshots of it. You know, he's been, Poncho has been praised by Moms Demand Action, which I'm sure your listeners are familiar with, but they're not. Moms Demand Action is a gun control advocacy group that is funded by Michael Bloomberg. I mean, these are people who who advocate literal gun confiscation. So that was our first warning sign that this is going to be a very tough uh, legislative season uh, with him in control of the committee. And so we've been using, we've been activating, Chris has been activating the grassroots to put phone calls into to, uh, Poncho's committee and into Bonin, you know, sending them emails. We collect petitions and we deliver those petitions. We've delivered them, gone through the legislative process, using our First Amendment rights to peacefully petition the government. And essentially, they refused to listen. They just would not listen to us at all. Um, and so that's another issue where we take with Bonin is, you know, he kind of went to the media this week and said, you know, you could have come visit me in Austin. Well, we've been doing that all year. We have been trying to visit you. <laughs> been doing we that all session. Yeah, they've been yeah, trying to do that all session. You, you try to set up an appointment with his office and see what you get. Exactly. And so, uh, so what we did is, you know, we printed off some orange leaflets, postcards uh, that simply say, you know, urge, you know, your representative. And we, we had, we went and, and created some, you know, target lists of, of specific members of the House and went and distributed them, them to their voters and to their neighborhoods. And we did not target, you know, just three legislators. We went to, Chris was canvassing entire neighborhoods by himself. And let me state for the record, because this is another lie that's been circulated. Chris was unarmed. He did not have a firearm on him. He was not open carrying. He was not intimidating anyone. He, was, he wasn't even speaking with people. He was literally legally abiding by the law. He wasn't touching people's mailboxes. He was taking a leaflet, putting it on their door, and the leaflet says, hey, you know, encourage this individual to, to stand up for constitutional carry so we can hold a hearing on this bill and get an up or down vote. Yeah, um, and on, on, unlike, you know, the Dallas Morning News and the Texas Tribune, we actually talked to, I actually talked to some people that live in that district, and they're like, no, this guy was, he was a very nice guy. He, you know, passed out you know, a, a flyer, and then that was it. He, they didn't think anything of it. And then when he saw this news story, they were just in shock. But did he have a scary gun on his shirt? You know, he had a T-shirt on with, with a with a small graphic of an AR-15. Oh, it. oh, wow! You know, <laughs> I'd be exactly. so scared. <laughs> and so, you know, you know, we're sitting here going, "Well, that's kind of crazy." And then, you know, Chris did, you know, because he was making the rounds, he was headed towards uh, Mr. Bonin's house. Uh, to drop off a leaflet and leave. Uh, now, someone tipped him off because the Dallas State Police or the police services were already there, and Chris had a p- professional and cordial conversation. He didn't argue with them. He handed him his own personal business card with his contact information on it. Yeah, it was, a, it was, a, a, it was actually the uh, Texas Department of Public Safety. Because yeah, there you go, Public Safety. Thank you for correcting me there. Uh, and handed him a copy of the postcard, and they saw it, and then he left. 
Um, so clearly, you know, if, if Chris was doing something illegal or intimidating or threatening him, they would have had the authority to arrest him. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, you know, and so that, that should, that should send a really big signal. And so, yeah, we, we are incredibly frustrated and angry that Speaker Bond is essentially flipping the script and using the media to lie about one of our employees who is following the law. We're not doing anything corrupt. We, we're not organizing, you know, you know, protests in, some of, in, in front of someone's house. We just simply went there to distribute literature. And, you know, I would encourage, you know, the listeners, and, and you mentioned this, and this is a great point, Michael, um, you know, during the election season, politicians come to our doors asking for votes. They send us mail. They ask us for money saying that they'll be pro-gun. And then they go to Austin, and they do the exact opposite. Yet when we simply just say, hey, we're going to send one guy armed only with an orange leaflet to just drop it off at people's front doors, that constitutes a threat? That constitutes intimidation? I mean, come on. That's, that's pretty ridiculous. That's, that's a pretty ridiculous statement to make. Oh, absolutely. I agree with you 100 percent. You know, we come back from the break. I'm going to bring in uh, Justin DeLoss with Lone Star Gun Rights to get his take on this as well. You know, because, you know, the speaker, I mean, I just don't get this. Uh, this is the Republican Party's number one platform. You know, so they're saying, hey, you need to pass this this session. And so for him to use this as a scapegoat, I, I think you need to take notice you know, everyone should take notice. You know, this is, you know, business as usual. This is just like last session. So just keep that in mind. We come back from the break. We're going to bring in Justin. We're going to break this down even further. And you guys are going to find out some stuff you didn't know. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk. Hey, this is AWR Hawkins, Breitbart News, and you're listening to Come and Talk It with Michael Cargill. Talk thirteen seventy. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. All right. So we're back. We're talking about the Night King. I mean, I'm sorry, the Speaker of the House, Dennis Bonham, and how he's killing constitutional carry for the state of Texas. Well, I tell you, it's going to go down in history. The Night King, everything he touches just dies. He never even wanted constitutional carry to pass from the start. You say no? Why do you say this? No. Shame look on you. At his yes, he actions. did. Yes, he did. He did. He wanted to pass. Sure, he did. Come on, Chris. Do you think he will ever want to pass ever, Chris, with uh, uh, the National Association for Gun Rights? Well, I think you can kind of uh, look at his statement over the weekend where he says he thinks it's bad policy and then uh, either ignorantly or lying and uh, mis, uh, misquotes the bill. Um, so, no, it's, it's pretty clear that from the beginning of uh, the session, he did not want the bill to pass and he assigned it to a committee where it would be killed. But, oh, you have to look at his uh, statement. A two year old can look at that statement and tell that this person never wanted this actually to happen in the first place. And he's like, Ooh, thank God I got a reason I can, you know, have a scapegoat. Yeah. What is it that he says? He claims that constitutional carry will allow criminals to carry guns, which is not even how that works at all. 
Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's not how it works. I mean, if you read HP 357, it, it, basically it's framed almost like every other constitutional carry bill. Oh, that first of all, on behalf of the on behalf of the black community, I'll take offense to that. <laughs> The fact that this speaker said that, you know, that it will allow criminals to carry. On behalf of the black community, I object. Go ahead. Go ahead, Chris. Yeah, well, no, it is is ridiculous. I mean, criminals are going to carry because by the very definition that they're criminals. They break the law. And you can read the bill. It says that if you are prohibited from owning or carrying a firearm, this bill does not let you do that. Um, You know, and then he goes on to say it's bad policy and it's going to run amok. You know, the typical almost things... You see when people whine and complain about this legislation all over the place. Yet when you look at uh, states that have passed constitutional carry, if you look at FBI crime statistics and compare them to other states, they actually have lower incidences of violent crime, lower incidence of firearm crime. So, yeah, it's clear that Bonin, you know, I guess his staff are lazy and they couldn't even read the bill to him and give him basic talking points. Yeah, and and, and also, you know, if the Dallas Morning News or the Texas Tribune would have done some little – uh, reporting, maybe contacted someone, they would have found out that, you know, people have been trying to get appointments with the speaker, you know, and his staff, and they were denied, you know, and all you have to do is ask, you know, can you send me a copy of the emails that you sent to the, you know, to a secretary, to a staff requesting a meeting? It's very simple, you know, but instead, you know, let's not do any reporting at all. Let's just make some crap up. <laughs> let's just throw yeah, it out there. Let's just make it up. Man, yep, great. absolutely. It's, it's, uh, it's the definition of fake news media. Oh, man, I tell you, and, and, you know, and hopefully you can pass on to Chris, you know, that, you know, we're behind him all the way, you know, and I know Chris is a great guy and I know he all he was doing was passing out flyers, had a nice conversation with the troopers that were out there and he moved on and that was it. And this is all blown out of proportion. And hopefully we can move on tomorrow, you know, to more important things, you know, and continue to fight for the people for the state of Texas. Absolutely. All right. Thank you, Chris. Appreciate you calling in today. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. All right. And let's go to Justin. Justin DeLoss with Lone Star Gun Rights. Justin, welcome to Come and Talk It, sir. Thanks for having me, Michael. How are you? All right, sir. Hey, so tell me, Justin, you know, what, what's Lone Star Gun Rights going to do about this? Well, we've already released a uh, an article on our page. If you go take a look, we've got over 600 shares on that right now. Uh, I mean, that, that, that article's kind of taken off. We shared it last night, and it's uh, catching on like wildfire, and it basically gives you a breakdown uh, basically from the beginning of the session to now, uh, it gives you a really good breakdown of everything that's happened from, from the beginning to, to now. Mm. So I suggest anybody that wants to check that out, go check it out on our Facebook page. And honestly, if you want to, you, to get the real inside of what's going on, I really would go to Lone Star Gun Rights. Because I'm telling you, I got an email on Saturday around 1 o'clock from the Texas State, Texas State Rifle Association that said that we condemn the inexcusable actions of a fringe gun group who recently resorted to harassment of lawmakers, their staff, and their families to such an extent that the Texas Department of Public Safety became involved. You know, and just, really? That's not even true. It's not even true. I don't know how they can continue to give somebody an A rating when he flat out stated that he does not support constitutional carry on his Facebook page over the weekend. I mean, how can you continue to give this person an A rating if he's against gun rights? Right. It's it's yeah it's crazy. So to me. for them to sit there and stand with each other in solidarity, I think is just it's it's pretty telling. And on, uh, honestly, you know, I I think both. and I think the Night King, I mean the Speaker of the House, uh, Dennis Bonham, I think he needs he owes some people an AR-15. Wouldn't you say? 
Yeah, he made some promises. Uh, uh, what was it, like a month back or so, he made a post on his uh, Facebook page claiming that if, if our rights are still infringed by the end of session, he will buy any of anybody an AR-15. So, um, yeah, I hope, he's, I hope he's got enough campaign money ready for that. Hey, Justin, it's Zach. How you doing? Good, Zach. How are you? Hey, uh, how do I get my AR-15? Well, I don't know. He didn't. He didn't leave enough details on there to figure out how we uh, we redeem our coupon for an AR-15. But I, I certainly I'll be uh, right next to you trying to inquire about that and at the end of session. Yeah, I want one. Do you think he had any intention whatsoever of having constitutional carry pass from the start? No, no, none at all. And the reason I say that is because the two previous sessions he had the ability to give constitutional carry a vote. Uh, Jonathan Stickland tried to amend several bills that that went to the floor the last two sessions, and he wouldn't even allow Stickland to lay out the amendments on the House floor. Wouldn't even allow the House body to even vote on whether or not they would allow the amendment to go forward. And wasn't there so some situation? Had, yeah, didn't he like threaten Stickland on the floor of the House? Uh, well, there's definitely been some heated conversations. I do recall one time when, when Bonin did assault Stick Stickland, but there's no video of that. It happened, it happened close to the, to the speaker's section there. There wasn't like any media attention on it. Um, but there was a point in time when, yes, Bonin did put some hands on, on Stickland. He's, he's kind of a, man, I tell you, he's, he's a moody little guy. He's a hothead, huh? Yeah, he's definitely a little hothead. You know, and I think that's one of the reasons why the pressure we've been putting on him is making him uh, basically kind of outlash and post things, you know. Uh, when we were doing this type of stuff to Joe Strauss, Joe Strauss just, just ignored it, you know. It was like a water off the, the, the back of a duck or whatever, and, and, and Bonin takes it definitely a lot differently, and I think that's due to him being such a little hothead. And, and I, li I like to ask people that, you know, that are, you know, on the outside looking at this story, and, 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 and listen to this, okay? You've asked your... You know, your speaker, your representative, your state rep to do something. And if they're not doing what you asked them to do, then you contact their office and you say, hey, you know, can you get this done for me? Uh, because this is what we sent you to do. And this is what you said you were going to do prior to going to the big house. And so then they still don't do it. So you say, OK, well, you know what? I'm going to get with an organization and have them, you know, let's go ahead and canvas the neighborhood, canvas the district and say, hey, can we all call in and ask the speaker to go do what we've asked him to do, you know, before he went to the building, uh, the big house and and see if we can just encourage everyone, you know, to, you know, to call in and encourage him to get this done. And he still doesn't do well, it. Go ahead. And also in, in 2020, when he's up for reelection, do you think he's going to hesitate to go to our house in order to get our vote? Oh, he's going to go. Not only is he going to go to your house, he's going to send you an email. <laughs> he's going to ask you for money. He's going to ask you for donations and all that stuff. You know, and, you know, yeah, it's like, why are you harassing me? And, and I'm going to respond to him. I'm going to respond to every piece of mail that I get from him. Stop harassing me. I'm not donating to you. I, I feel intimidated. You're 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 intimidating me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's, that's how we should respond when he's asking for donations, I believe. I think the the stories that he's telling right now and the lies that he's making up, I think it's I think it's a indicator that the Flyers hit their mark. Mm. I think that that they were right over the target, and I think that you know it's not it's not that it's not the that it's not the intimidation that he's trying to claim that it is. It's the fact that the Flyers are working. That that's really what this is about. Mm. Okay. All right. So, what's the we next? We're getting step? the people people in his district, which what? is which is what any politician fears. And Justin, what's the next step for Lone Star Gun Rights in in this movement? So, since you know, um, even Jonathan Stickland has come out, he's put out a video 
pretty much saying that it's dead as well. Um, so what's the next step? Well, session's not over. Um, maybe 357 is dead, but I, I'm not going to say that it, uh, the avenue for, for at least getting a vote on constitutional carry is dead. There's some things in the works. There's some things we can do. I don't really want to blow the, the lid completely on. Uh, but 357 might be dead, but that doesn't mean that we're not uh, we're, that we're dead in the water and trying to get a vote. And what do you say to you know to people? Let's say let's say something bad did happen, okay? You know, even though it didn't, uh-huh. but let's say something bad did happen. What would you say to people out there? You know, that want this bill to pass, and because of you know, by some slim chance, someone one person did do something. How do you? What do you say to the other million that are in the state of Texas? Well, who am I speaking as? Am I speaking as uh, Lone Star Gun Rights <laughs> I'll or, let you, or, I'll if let you, or if I'm Dennis Bonin? I'll let you do both. Well, realistically, it doesn't matter what anybody does to me. They're not going to make me not support gun rights. And I, I'm sure you feel the same way about this, Michael. Is there anything anybody could do to you or say to you that would make you all of a sudden not want to be a gun store owner or a LTC instructor or such an advocate for Second Amendment rights? Is no. there anything anybody could say to you to make you not do that? Absolutely not. Cause I'm me not a, either. cause I'm not a wimp, you know, and, and, and I've, I've had people do a lot of things to me. I've had, I've had them send uh, postcards to my house with gunshot wound victims shot in the face during Christmas time. You know, I've been spit on, you know, it, it, we've had numerous of things happen. I get phone calls at the shop every single week, you know, and emails and Facebook messages or how people threaten me and all this good kind of stuff. You know what? Doesn't bother me at all. Doesn't bother me at all. At, any point, at, at any point in time, have you wavered on that? Not going to waver, not going to shiver, not going to shake. I stand strong. Maybe I'm a better I'm, man. I'm than, maybe some, I'm a better man than those individuals over here at the Capitol. So for me, being uh, one of the leaders of an organization, I would say it's not an excuse. And for, for being in Dennis Bonin's shoes, it doesn't, you know, it, 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 you should stand up on principle and you should, you should have a backbone. You know what I mean? It just shows to me that he really doesn't support the, the Second Amendment is what it shows me. All right. Man, I tell you what. Thank you, Justin. Justin DeLoss with just uh, with the Lone Star Gun Rights. Uh, definitely go to the yes, Facebook page and check them out and check out some of these videos and check out some of the postings. If anybody, would... wants, if anybody wants to see the article that we just wrote, uh, the full breakdown, all they have to do is go to lsgr.live. Uh, there's a tab at the top right. You click on that. Click on articles. It's the first article that will pop up. Uh, we just published it last night, and it basically tells the whole story from the beginning to the end. So. All right. I suggest checking that out. Thank you, Justin. I appreciate it. Thanks, Justin. All right. Thank you, Michael. Hey, let me tell you guys, one of the penalties for refusing to participate in politics is that you end up being governed by your inferiors. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. This is Maj Pure. You're listening to Come and Talk at Radio with Michael Cargill. Talk 1370. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. All right, I can't talk about the Night King anymore. He's giving me a headache. Man, did you hear about uh, Miami Beach, South Beach? You about South Beach? Yeah, the uh, the 
The cops are the DJs? The cops are the DJs doing spring break. I mean, it was like, boom, chicka, 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 boom, chicka, chicka. Put your hands in the air. Now leave them there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Go ahead. What you got? What you I mean, that's that's cool. That's <laughs> I feel like it would, uh, their, their whole goal is to, like, deter people from getting too crazy. So, uh, you know, if the, if the cops are just leading the... You know, you ever been to a festival and people are like sending like their palm vibes to the DJ and <laughs> gonna, uh, 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 uh. they're going to not be feeling too good about that. Probably <laughs> they're gonna be like, let's go somewhere else. Yeah. Which I think is accomplishing the goal. Only in South Beach. Boy, I tell you, you got uh, police officers that are spinning records on the beach during spring break. I can't get over that. Yeah, it's but, one of the top hundred dangerous, most uh, dangerous cities in the U.S. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, put them up. Put them up. Miami? Yeah. <laughs> it was built on cocaine. Yeah, Miami Beach. Really? Uh-huh. I think it was entirely built on drugs. And then, and then, uh, and then in, what was it? Is it Japan? No. Yeah, the uh, Kanemara Penis Festival. They have, that's going that's on today. right now. Right now. That's right now. Right now. Uh-huh. Right now. A bunch of phallic symbols just uh, parading down the streets. Right now. Mm-hmm. Japan's wow. weird. <laughs> no, because, they're sexually but, very strange. Because you have to celebrate what you don't have. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't send me any hate messages. <laughs> no hate mail. I don't want to hear it. Yeah, they're, they're, they're they got a big penis like f- flotation thing, but it's uh, it's just like a little balloon. <laughs> All right, give us a call. Our call in number is five one two five four three two two eight four. That's five one two five four three two two eight four. Go ahead, caller. What you got for me? Yeah, hey, uh, yeah, yeah. This is Steve. It's, uh, you there? <laughs> yeah, Steve. Go ahead, Steve. Hey, man. Thanks. I'm calling you from uh, Huntington, Texas. Thanks for taking the call. What's um, up, hey, Huntington, ask, Texas? You know, I know, man. We're in Angelina County, where it's known for bad water and tickets. That's what we're known for. Well, at least, uh, <laughs> hey, at least you're not in South Beach. There, put your hands in the air. Not yeah, leaving there. I know, man. I was listening to you guys talk about that, and I was like, I'm like, man, I don't even want, I don't even know how to approach that subject. I don't even, I don't even know what to say. I mean, I'm just sitting here like, they're doing what, <laughs> you know? Oh man, go ahead, Steve. <laughs> but, what you got? Uh, no, I wanted. Yeah, I want to talk to you uh, about the recent decision on 357. Um, and Bonnie, and I believe that's how you pronounce his name or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't understand. Yeah, I, I don't understand one thing is that. We, the people, we send these people, we elect them on their, these agendas, and we get them in the House or, or in Congress, and they just refuse to listen. I, I have run ragged on getting with an organization to actually uh, to find out who they listen to so I can join that organization and let my, to voice my rights. But I, it's just like with this and with the border situation, all the situation that's going on in Texas, it's like, are they even listening to us? Are they even hearing us is my, my question. Sir. Oh, they hear you. They just pretend they don't hear you. And and honestly, if you want to stand with any organization when it comes to the Second Amendment, you know, Lone Star Gun Rights will work for you. That's a great organization. And also on the national level, you can go to National Association for Gun Rights. Yeah, well, yeah, okay. Thank you. I, I wrote that down here. Um, my thing, and another point is, is, is that um, when we get our representatives in office, I, I, well, it kind of goes back to what I was talking about. Is the fact is is that this is Texas, okay? Gun rights shouldn't even be an issue, okay? You would we're, think. Talking, we're not we're we're not talking about we're not talking about New Hampshire. We're not talking about Ma- this is Texas, and if you're messing with my gun rights, and I can't, I thought for my I thought for my myself is that you know what? If they ever 
mentioned gun control in Texas, I'm like, there's going to be a war. There's just no way. There's certain things you don't mess with. You don't mess with a man's truck, your wife, or his gun. And now just to see us roll over and play dead and not and not to uh, to do something, I just appalled. I'm appalled at Texas. I'm appalled at Texans. I'm just like, where do I live now? <laughs> I know. You would think we're in California as much as we have to beg to get anything done. Yeah, I know, and, and that's that's my point. Is like how 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 much do, who who can I mean? There's got to be somebody in charge because it's like this is like the blind leading the blind. And I think and I think you know this as well. I think you mentioned this is that the uh, the NRA got blindsided by this guy. They no, they didn't. They got. You didn't think so? No, they didn't. didn't. So? No, they didn't. They know what they got. He's been there for a long time. They knew exactly what they were getting. He has no surprise. Okay, well, that's what I wanted to ask you because the fact is that this, somehow, man, I don't know how this but this stinks to high heaven. I don't know who's responsible, but I mean, I'll say it again before I go. This is Texas, damn it! You can leave my guns alone. You that's can right. do everything else. You know, this is Texas. You don't you don't worry about what I got in my house. That's right. And that's just all I wanted to say, man, because it's like it's, I, I, for your listeners, I'm just appalled that we re, we're even discussing this and we're even allowed this to be a discussion. Bro. Absolutely. Thank you, Steve. Appreciate the phone call. All right, man. All right, buddy. All right. See that. Eli, you know, I'm telling you, you know, it's crazy. This is Texas, the Lone Star State. How can you do something like that to me? Yeah, that's crazy. We don't have that in California. But, uh, <laughs> right? Everyone's like, don't touch my weed. <laughs> you can take my guns, just don't take my weed. Well, like, credit to California, you know. Well, uh, they got their high-capacity mag ban overturned. Well, temporarily, until it was 5 o'clock on Friday. I had people from California calling me, hey, can you ship me a high, this mag? I, I got them in stock, but you know what? I, I can't ship it to you because I, I can ship it to you, but then by the time I ship it to you, you receive it. It's after 5 o'clock on Friday, and then we've all committed a crime. So I can't. So we need to wait and see what happens on Monday. Mm. Yeah, but it, it was until Friday at 5 o'clock is when it ended, and so... We got to find out what happens on Monday. Maybe we'll get an extension or something like that. Then I can get some high-capacity magazines out of California. Was that a federal judge that overturned that? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I had actually had to call the attorneys, and then they had to call and check. It's a shame, you know, before I ship some magazines, I had to go through all these attorneys and check and see if I can get something done. I tell you, it's, it's madness out there. It's hard on a brother trying to make a dollar. Yeah, Eli's from L.A. Yeah. Um, Do you vote, Eli? Yeah, I vote. But, uh... <laughs> I got. I tried to buy a gun and they denied me. Why they deny you, Eli? I I don't know. I have a misdemeanor possession of paraphernalia. God That's damn. it. And I got denied in the state of Arizona. Was there anything you might have said while you were in the shop that would make them want to personally deny you? Because gun shop owners can do that. Really, they yeah. have discretion. Yeah. When well, it comes to selling probably. Firearms. I usually say. Stupid things most of the time. Ah, what that might have been the problem. What did you say when you went to purchase this this gun? Um, I said I want something for self defense and something to piss off liberals. Oh, and okay, that's not too bad. That's uh, that's. Did you say the, anything else like uh, maybe inferring that you were? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I was getting to that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> What'd you say? Uh, he was trying to sell me this uh, this other gun and this rifle. And um, I, I was texting my friend who knows a lot about guns. He was in the military and stuff. And he was like, oh, you should get that or I'll take it or something. I was like, actually, I'll get that for my friend. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, that's actually called a straw purchase. Oh, when you do that. And uh, he illegal. pointed at the sign behind him and he was like, yeah, that's a huge felony. <laughs> you oh, can't do that. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. One, th one thing you can't do, it's it. you can't go into the gun store and joke. <laughs> you know, you really can't. And because it, it'll get you. But they said that uh, that. 
I was denied by like the FBI and no gun store would sell me anything. Mm. I, I honestly I think what you should do is uh you should follow up with that. There's a uh there's a card they should give you. Uh, yeah, they, they emailed me a thing to fill out all these forms and stuff, and I was just like, oh, this is harder than... You really should do it because that way you can get an EPN number and they can fix whatever the issue is because they could be confusing you with someone else or whatever they whatever they found. Uh, maybe, they, maybe it needs to be fixed in the records or whatever. Something's not right. I mean, I technically had a felony charge for two years before it was dropped to a misdemeanor. So that could be it too. Okay, was it a felony conviction though? No. Well... I don't know how it works. It was a felony until probation was complete. Okay. And then once probation was completed, I got a bunch of paper in the mail no, saying no. that I it was now a misdemeanor and I'm not a felon. Okay, that, yeah. It was an yeah. undesignated felony. Uh, something that's not right with that. Okay, now that may be your issue right there. Yeah. That could be your issue. So, um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll have to check into it. We'll have to get, do some, like, further review. I was really excited to move to Arizona. I was like, uh, I'm going to go grocery shopping with a gun on my hip just because you can do that. <laughs> like, how many people started smoking weed well, in California can't. just because it was legal? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Those gun shop guys, they got no sense of humor whatsoever. Huh? None, none, none. Oh, the guy, the guy I was talking to, he was saying worse stuff than me. We were talking. I was saying how I, uh, I grew up in... Uh, in Orange County, and he's like, yeah, there's a lot of muzzies out there now. What is that? <laughs> I guess, I think Muslims. Oh, Muslim. Oh, I don't even know. I've never even heard is. that. Yeah, never heard, yeah, never heard that term before. It's like, Jesus, man. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. Jesus, yeah. <laughs> hey, Muhammad. So, so, so you've been here for like a good week or so. You hit any uh, any clubs and, and do some uh, stand-up comedy at all? Uh, yeah, I did some comedy last night. How was that? Um, it didn't go great. It was a... It was only like eight people in the room, and they were all liberals. And <laughs> so what happened? Zach came. Zach came to watch me. <laughs> I did. And uh, my girlfriend was with me, and <laughs> she. What? What are you? I, I, went, I went in the bathroom to. <laughs> oh yeah, all drop this happened something. while you to were freshen gone. up a little bit. <laughs> and uh, the the comedian on stage, he's not doing too well. He, I think he opens with how his grandma just died. Well, first he's, he uh, opened up about how he was autistic. Your girlfriend started laughing. So <laughs> and then and then he said, just because this was a tough crowd, all right? So then he said, yeah, my grandma just died. And he was starting to tell the story. He said, my grandma just died. And that was Zach there. just starts clapping. <laughs> Who started clapping? Zach. Oh, my goodness. And then he told <laughs> then me he's like, to, F you. Uh, yeah. Oh, no, no. Okay. <laughs> And then I went on. I wanted to do a few new jokes I hadn't tried out yet, so I forgot what I was talking about and had to look at my phone. I, I don't know. This, I was only like four minutes in front of eight people I'll never see again. I don't really care. But I uh, went down to Dirty Six. Man, I love Austin. We were, uh, I'm, we're you drinking. Know, and, and you know what I'm going to get you to do? I'm going to get you off the air to tell me about Austin because I want you to tell me uh, you know, about it in your own words. And so we do this. We're going to do that off the air, but still on the Facebook Live. As always, more guns. Equals less crime. You go out there and you buy yourself a gun. You've been listening to Come and Talk It with Michael Cargill.
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 